Hello everyone, this is Deborah Richardson and today I am putting the AP in Happy where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. This podcast will give a voice to accounts payable team members by talking about the growing reality of cyber attacks in their world and which vendor setup and vendor management techniques they can apply to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Visit the Vendor Process Training Center to enroll in your choice of 55 plus training sessions that will help you and your team avoid fraud, compliance fines, and bad vendor data. Or just sign up to get access to Vendor Process FAQs and to attend weekly drop-in live Q&A sessions. Visit training.deborahrrichardson.com today. The link will be in the show notes. From a human behavior perspective, fraudsters depend on our mental shortcuts or cognitive biases, as no before calls it, uh, to get us to take action on those phishing emails they send. And so today I'm going to talk about three examples and how the other ishings come into play because we're talking about email, right? Keep listening. Welcome to episode 267, the most effective ishing scams in your inbox. All right, so just to reiterate, because I think I said it last uh, episode as well, is that this whole um, phishing uh, scams or phishing types of scams are part of scam holidays? Yes, that is a word I made up, but it's that time period between Black Friday and uh, really New Year's. And so each of the four weeks through the uh, week before Christmas, I am really focusing um, my podcast, my trainings, and my Uh, Vendor Master File Tip of the Week videos on my YouTube channel on the same type of scam. So it's really kind of a focused area. And these are things that are, or these four types of scams are ones that are seen throughout the holidays. And I only had four weeks. um, And for some reason, I chose not to put gift cards in there, which is horrible because that's like all through the holidays. But in the first week where I talked about shipping scams, and by the way, if you haven't Listen to that uh, episode or gone to the Scam Holidays page so you can see all of the content. Uh, I did include that in the uh, live training because I do live training uh, for vendor um, processes. And that includes the last Thursday of every month. I always talk about new frauds and new scams. Um, It is a paid training, but if you are a vendor process team training pass member, you can enroll for $0. But within that, I did talk about gift card scams. Uh, cause they, some folks had, I think, um, uh, 
infographic or something out there. And so check that out if you are interested. Uh, we know that that is an issue. Um, but last week was shipping scams. And so check it out if you're interested again. And then this week we are talking about uh, phishing and its offspring, uh, vishing, smishing, and now Pushing. And so let's talk about really quickly what phishing is. And we know that that is a social engineering scheme where fraudsters will send an email and what they are trying to do. You already know I'm preaching to the choir. They are trying to get you to click on a link and give you their uh, or give you or give them your login information or they're trying to get some information out of you that could help them submit yet another um, phishing email or scam, uh, or maybe even a fictitious invoice, right? Or, you know, that email that's saying, hey, let's change my banking. I am the real vendor. All right, so that's phishing and it's coming from email. So if we're talking phishing, then what the heck is vishing, smishing, and quishing? And so vishing is phishing, right? They're still trying to do the same thing, get uh, get you to give up some information or give up um, your um, uh, login credentials, but they're trying to do it by phone. And by phone means, you know, you pick up the phone, you're talking to them or uh, via a uh, a voicemail as well. And so if you think about it, that can be very effective because it is voice is the oldest uh, type of communication, right? And so there's lots they can do with the human voice. They can have uh, make that be very emotional, uh, especially if they have like some something going on in the background, like a baby crying. I talk about that a lot as well. All right. So that's vishing and then smishing. I know you guys have heard of that by now. That is doing the exact same thing, trying to get you to click on the link or reveal some social, uh, reveal your login credentials or get some sensitive information, but they're doing it by text message. And by the way, the shipping scams uh, last week, the content, uh, I think it was the podcast episode, um, podcast episode uh, 265 for that week. Um, you can check out the scam holiday, uh, scam holiday page. I will put the link in the show notes. But I talked about what USPS, right? Because sometimes they are not as much as they used to be, but like the last leg of that Amazon shipment. And so uh, they get a lot of impersonations, uh, fraudsters impersonating them by text message. But I talk about two things that they will never do in a text message, but the frosters always will. So make sure you check out that podcast. Um, I think it was one right before the last one, because last one I was talking about mitigating check fraud. Um, so check that out. But in any event, so that's smishing. And then the newest one on the block is uh, quishing, which is phishing by QR code. And so that is where the frosters will hide that, you know, spoofed link in a QR code because you can't tell just by looking at it. Uh, and so I'll talk about what they're doing with that. All right. But first, we're going to go ahead and get started with the phishing and the most effective ones in uh, phishing emails in your inbox. And for these, I'm really going to focus on the employee behavior ones, uh, the ones where um 
cognitive biases or those mental shortcuts really help out the frosters and they depend on those. So let's talk about three of them that is uh, that are still, you know, effective for employee engagement. Uh, and so let's start with the first one. And for each one of these, I'm going to give uh, an example. Now, the, uh, again, there are nine and I'm going to focus on three. So the first one is called that I'm going to focus on is called the recency effect. And this is where you're remembering um, the most recent or uh, information or events uh, best. And so this is why the frosters, right, will um, reference current events. And so you see a lot of phishing emails out there with things about Hamas and some other current events, especially when you have like uh, any type of weather disaster or weather issue going on, uh, you'll see phishing um phishing emails related to those. But recency effect, um, that great example of that is where the frosters are really stalking you on Facebook and LinkedIn and, you know, anywhere on social media that they can identify what you, uh, what posts you like, especially if they're current event, right? What posts you like, um, your uh, friends, your connections. And so that way, when they send an email, that email is going to have some uh, it's going to sound more legitimate because it has some things that you have been interacting with recently, right? And so you remember the most recent events best. Now, an example of this is the shark lady, right? And so this is why everyone says uh, not to post that you are going on vacation uh, while you're on vacation, not to post the pictures, just wait till you get back and then do all of that because the shark lady posted she was gone on vacation. And so the frosters knew exactly when to strike. And uh, they got away with, I think, $400,000 or $360,000. And for uh, for her, good, um, it was good because she was able to recover that funds, but not everybody is able to do that. And so... Um, the froster reaching out to the bookkeeper about going, uh, being on vacation and they, uh, the bookkeeper, um, right. Knows that the shark lady's out on vacation. Don't know if she saw the, or the bookkeeper saw the post on Facebook or not, but it was legitimate enough for that fraud to, to, to go through and that fraudulent payment to be made. All right. So that's the first one. Um, the second one is called the halo effect. And the halo effect is where the uh, frosters will send messages or emails uh, purporting to be from well-known brands. And the halo effect, right, gives us that positive impression of a person, company. And so if they send an email um, impersonating Walmart, and I guess in different people's eyes, Walmart can be a halo effect or not. Uh, but Walmart, um, Amazon, um, any any company that, that gives like a positive uh, Apple, right? Maybe Samsung for all us Android users out there. And a great example for this one is actually a really great example because the Frosters impersonated the Federal Trade Commission, the FTC. And those are the folks that are supposed to be giving us the information to avoid fraud, at least at a consumer level. And so I posted that scam alert on October 30th. And you can check my uh, site out. Uh, I'll put 
or there's always a link to my training site in the show notes and you can get to my new scam, uh, my new scam alerts. And so this one came out on October 30th and uh, the FTC said that the scammers were using um, not just the FTC, right, but uh, the names of FTC employees, including the FTC's inspector general, um, to get people to send money or give up their personal information. And they even identify what they won't do if they reach out to you, right? They won't threaten or you or demand a payment. Um, the FTC doesn't give out prizes. And then they also said that they won't identify themselves with a badge number. And I do notice that um, some fraudsters will just automatically do that. But how are you supposed to know, right, um, being on the other end, whether the FTC does that or not, if you've never contacted them before? Um, another example, and we've all heard of that, um, of this one, um, there have been several um, phishing uh, emails out there that, uh, that purport to be from the IRS. And so, um, they will, um, email you or they will call you and IRS kind of did the same thing, talked about what they won't do and what they will do. All right. So that was, uh, the halo effect. Now the next one, uh, again, preaching to the choir on this one. Um, but this one is the authority bias, that cognitive bias and the authority bias is really attributing greater accuracy, um, to the opinion of an authority figure. Um, and that's where the hackers are, you know, pretending to be from, uh, from, uh, the CEO or some other leadership team member that, you know, uh, that automatically when they get that email, the employee is going to want to impress them, going to just assume that it's correct. And, uh, by the way, um, and when I was, a practitioner last, my last position before I came out on my own, I was an AP senior manager and the, uh, the CEO like never contacted me. And that's, that's great because if the, if, uh, the CEO had contacted me, that would have been a red flag in itself. And so that's kind of what I, um, what I recommend when I work with folks is to tell them, just stop that whole CEO, C-suite, whoever reaching out to folks to do things separately. And then if they do ever reach out, um, then that in itself is a red flag. Uh, red flag. And so um, again, authority bias. And so the scammers or the uh, fraudsters will um, impersonate uh, leadership. And that was kind of the, the last one. Um, well, maybe not really the last one with the FTC because it wasn't their leadership. It, they were just impersonating like a uh, C-suite person or a high-level person with the FTC. Um, but if I look at my, uh, go back to my new scam alerts, and there is a perfect example on November 12th, I uh, posted a new scam alert where the Frosters were impersonating a superintendent for, you guessed it, a gift card scam. And so this was down in Orlando where the Frosters impersonated uh, superintendent, I think it was Maria Vasquez for Orange County schools um, with those gift cards. And so one of the things, this was reported by, 
Orlando.com again. And so one of the things that they said is that the fear, right, of maybe losing your job or disobeying a command from your boss is what they prey on. So, yeah, cognitive uh, bias. All right. So we've got examples of all three of those, um, the all three of the cognitive behaviors that are very effective um, scams and phishing scams in your inbox. Right. Recency effects. So they're taking advantage of uh, recent events um, that you remember. And then uh, the halo effect where they are uh, taking advantage of, you know, by impersonating brands, uh, taking or getting that positive feeling that you uh, that you automatically apply to some of those brands, and then of course authority bias with uh, the frosters impersonating uh, leadership because you know you want to do great in front of uh, your uh, leadership. All right, so now you might think, well, what the heck does you know vishing, quishing, and smishing? have to do with phishing, right? Because I am, this subject is on uh, scams in your inbox. And we know that phishing, right, is based on the inbox. We know that phishing is based on either live phone call or voicemail. We know that smishing is based on text message. And we know that pushing is based on QR code. Well, I don't have any examples of uh, smishing and fishing together, but I do have examples of vishing and quishing uh, used with uh, phishing, right, in email. And the frosters are using these to get by. And so let's talk about how they're doing that. So let's talk about vishing first. And so they're calling this, I've heard it called hybrid phishing or hybrid vishing. And that's where the frosters will start off with a phishing email first, but they don't tell you to click anything. They don't tell you to do anything. So you may not be suspicious of it. What they tell you to do is they tell you to call them. And so they will bait you now with an, an email, let's say, for example, from Amazon. And I had a new scam alert for this one, too, where the frosters will send you an email and say that whatever that thing was that you purchased, and this could be a business expense, too, that you purchased, um, and they'll put some high price on it, right, to uh, to make you uh feel anxious about it. Um, and so they'll put the high price on it and then they'll say, uh, they'll have some type of a message to say, uh, it's your, it's been charged. If something's wrong, you know, just go ahead and call us. And of course, right. If you believe that email, you are going to call cause you're going to, uh, know that you didn't order whatever that email said that you ordered. And let's see, is that a cognitive bias? And I will tell you, I used to use that uh, when I was in corporate. So you know how um, if you email someone and you want something from them, you're asking them a question, they will not contact you back. Um, And so what I used to do is I used to put something wrong in the email. Right. So I would email them, uh, still ask for what I wanted, but then say something that is obviously wrong. And I will put it like in the first or second sentence. And then because it's wrong, 
they have that instinct to reply back and tell you that they uh, that you are wrong. I didn't care about that. I just wanted them to reply. So same type of maybe that's another cognitive bias because they only listed nine here. No before on this infographic. I am sure that's another cognitive bias. And so um uh, the frosters are using that too. So that's how vishing comes into play because they're using that hybrid of first sending the phishing email with absolutely no links, may, um, maybe making you think it's legitimate. It's from an imperson, uh, it's from a well-known brand. So they're impersonating the brand. That's the halo effect. So they're combining some of these cognitive biases to get you to uh, call in. And of course, when you call in, they're going to try to get your uh, sensitive information, uh, maybe your credit card number or banking details. All right. So the next one is quishing. So how are they getting over with this quishing in email? Well, I saw this as a new scam alert and I posted uh, maybe two or three last month. Uh, but when I was reading through a, another uh, site about the QR codes, they all say the same thing. The frosters use the QR codes because they can get past email filters. And so that means that they're getting into your email box when the frosters use that QR code versus just a regular link. And so that's how they're using QR codes. And that is, um, uh, I had, I talked or I saw something where they said one of the best ways to protect yourself against QR code phishing or quishing is to, instead of using a uh, QR code app to read it because they make them so small and some of those apps are, you know, full of malware anyway, um, is to just take a picture of it because then the link will be will be bigger so you can see it. Uh, but that is what they're doing. They are using the QR code so they can get it past the email filters. And I've heard that before, not just with QR codes, but also with images. Um, and so now we've got Cushing going on. So Cushing and Vishing uh, in your inbox. Now I am sure I, I thought that there was a scam alert that I had, or maybe even a couple that I had posted about the smishing right text message to um, to phishing email or phishing email to text message, but I couldn't find any. And then I did a couple searches. I couldn't find that either. Um, so maybe not, but I wouldn't be surprised if that were out there. Uh, and maybe you have seen an example uh, of that. All right, so those are the most effective issuing scams in your inbox. Uh, hopefully, I provided you with some type of valuable uh, content today. And don't forget to check out my scam holidays. It, it will still be up if you are uh, listening to this podcast anytime before January 1, 2024. Because again, that scam holiday period, uh, I have defined it as Black Friday or really Thanksgiving or Black Friday through uh, New Year's. And so uh, check it out if you want to find more information on four different types of scams that you see throughout the or throughout the holiday uh, time period.
All right, so thanks everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 267th episode of the Putting the AP in Happy podcast, where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for the links mentioned in the podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy. Mm-hmm.